So question number one is, what was your first experience with a voice-enabled device such as Alexa or Google? And was there anything about that experience that made you think that this was going to be an important platform? Or did it take longer for you to come to that conclusion? Funny story. I actually didn't get any voice devices until I had already built a skill for a voice device for Amazon Alexa. Before that, I was just using the testing console that Alexa gives you when you're building a skill. So I actually didn't get to use a device until well into my building of voice apps once Amazon started to offer the promotions to get to use them. What really sold me on voice was just seeing the commercials and seeing how people could interact with technology using their voice. That's it. I could, I could go deeper, but like, that's the fundamental truth is I, I think that it's going to allow people to interact and control technology in a faster way. So my, my first interaction with voice devices was actually typing or talking into my laptop. Uh, and once I got the voice devices, I got an echo dot and started using that for weather music and most of my morning habits. The first time I ever heard about a voice device was in my freshman year of college. I was at the Air Force Academy and I had just gotten out of basic training and the Alexa devices get released and I see a commercial for one and that was how I got started was I saw people talking so I saw the marketing behind it and I was like wow if they're able to bring this vision to life this is going to be magical like absolute magic so I then start building the apps and all that I'm doing is I'm testing in the browser. So I'm not actually talking to an Echo Dot. I'm just typing in words into my browser. Eventually, the Echo Sim application comes out that Amazon eventually helps and partners with. Um, and then I start using Echo Sim, which allows me to talk a little bit cleaner to my Alexa devices to do testing. And then finally, Amazon gives us a Echo as a promotion to incentivize developers to put skills on the store. So it probably wasn't until a year after I started building that I actually got a device. Number two, um, I understand that you guys are also running a business. Um, the podcast is basically just content around that business. So maybe if you could talk about what exactly you're doing in the voice space and what you are trying to create. Thank you. Yes, we do just use the podcast to document our business. So the business that drives everything that we do is voice first. We are a software company that builds applications for Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant and all other voice technologies. We, um, unlike a lot of businesses that are adopting voice later into the process as an augmentation of their current business, we rethink the entire service from a voice-first perspective. So we think, okay, if it's easier for humans to communicate with technology using the, the language that they're born and raised using, than using traditional modes like phones or web, what would that world look like? What would your business look like if 90% of your customers used voice devices to interact with your business? Now, granted, using a voice device leads to interactions using a mobile app or on a web page or other technologies, but we start with voice and we expand from there. Voice first world, always first. So with voice first, some of the products that we have are our dry cleaning app, which is a service that we have for dry cleaning companies. We have a partnership with the National Cleaners Association. And what they do is leverage their network of dry cleaners to allow Alexa to pick up and deliver customers' laundry so that 
all that a customer needs to say is Alexa, ask my dry cleaner to pick up my laundry. And then Alexa um, just places an order with the dry cleaner and someone will show up to do your laundry for you. That's one of our products. We also do some client work um, and we are rolling out a house cleaning service as well. And we're doing research and development in a couple other uh, industries to try to make voice apps in those as well. Question number three, what do you think will be the first application layered on top of a voice enabled device like Alexa or Google that will actually convince, you know, 90% of people in the United States and, you know, Canada to actually get a device? Do you think there's going to be one application, one thing that convinces everyone that they need to have an Alexa or a Google or a Siri in their home? I think the killer applications, the big reasons for people to buy them are already already exist. We've got the alternative to a smart speaker right now is a Bluetooth speaker, which you can go to Best Buy and buy a smart speaker ranging from $30 for a cheap one to $350 for a top-of-the-line like Harman Kardon kind of speaker. Those are the same price ranges as a smart speaker. So your alternative, here are your two options. You can either buy a Bluetooth speaker that hooks up with your phone and you have to control using your hands, or you can get a smart speaker. Hey, it plays all of your music and you can control it with your voice and you can control your house and you can do these other things. But the killer app is like, you buy it for music. One of the big things that they promote is uh, being able to use Spotify, being able to use Apple Podcasts being, or Apple Music. Like when, when you could start using Apple Music on Amazon devices, that was big. My second answer to that is smart home control. People like having smarter devices in their house. Nest is a device where the marketing on the device says the product that pays for itself because the energy savings that the Nest provides and its intelligence supposedly is enough to save your energy costs lots of money. Um, same with smart bulbs that are able to sense where you are and to automatically turn themselves on, off. You can dim them to save some energy. These smart devices, like small devices that run your house and have little computers inside of them on top of their base mechanical functions, make it so that we can have greater control over the energy that they're using and we can track that. And tracking it brings the ability to have statistics. So to get to the point, to connect all of that and to ask for that data rather than having to figure out a bunch of different apps, to have one single source that connects everything, I think voice assistants have proven to be an amazing key to the home. Once people buy these devices, they're going to have them, they're going to enjoy them for a while, and then like every other technology, they're going to get bored with it and then ask, is that all it can do? The wow of tomorrow is going to quickly turn into a very okay, like who cares? Um, so once that happens, more and more businesses are going to see, wow, every single household has this. My competitors have apps on here. Even if there's not a competitor on there, I see these other businesses that are leveraging this platform to access their customers like Domino's and like Uber. And more and more companies are starting to come on to use voice. So the companies that are on there and see that every single consumer has these devices, not only in their home, but in their cars and on their phones. If your business is on there, it's another way to reach customers. And the people who are able to see the new opportunities that are created with this new mode of reaching customers are going to be creating the future, especially driven by voice.